Hey, this is Joshua Singh. I'm so excited that you took the time to be with me today. I'm going to speak into your future because I believe that you are listening because you believe you can live a life of influence inside of intimacy with Jesus. Are you excited to be at church tonight? I've kind of lost my voice, but uh, that's what happens when you praise God. It comes back sometimes. Ah, Come on, take a deep breath. Ah. Smile, people. Smile at me. Can we turn on the lights? I want to see people. Uh, please. Hey, are you happy? It's good to have you. Do you like my new glasses? Some people don't like them. I don't like you anyways. <laughs> just joking I'm just joking I'm joking I'm joking you know I've got to do something new every time whether that be a change of hairstyle whether that be a change of clothes sometimes I do weird things to be different but not because I want to seek attention but because every time you're going to be different you're going to have to be uncomfortable and anytime you're uncomfortable is going to cause you to grow okay I've never seen anyone grow in comfort and if you notice, I always talk about growth. I always talk about increase. And as a child of God, if you are planted, Pastor Moses talked about it this evening. If you are planted faithfully in the house of God, you are going to grow. I said you were going to grow. Come on, people, I need you to pay attention. Come on, you're going to grow, amen? Lift your hands if you believe that. You're going to grow. People don't, I don't know if you like me when I preach, but the truth is, when I preach, I'm going to make sure you're engaged and you're going to go home with something, right? You're not just going to get a word or just going to get some notes. You're going to make sure that you have something deposited and you're participating. Amen? Come on, I'm going to just talk very quickly. I want to share a story, in fact. I mean, before I share that story, do you know that this morning we've had nine people at our West Campus? In fact, we had... Uh, six people already give their life to God this weekend. Come on, praise God. Things are happening. You may not see it, but things are happening. And you're as a planted tree in the house of God, you must be engaged and participating and must be aware or must be involved in some capacity in the church. I mean, planted people flourish. Amen? Every one of you are going to flourish. I'm telling you. You may have a business, you're going to grow. You may have a family, you're going to grow. You're going to have a promotion. Come on, somebody. You are going to see God work in your life, okay? You're going to see God work. You don't have to work. God will do it for you. You just have to rest in His promises and walk in His ways. God doesn't tell anyone to go do stuff. He just says, I'll do it for you. You just walk in my ways. You be obedient to me and I'll watch what I'll do to you. That's a secret, obedience. And it's direct. So pretty much what happened, we were in Australia uh, just in July at Hillsong Conference. I want to share this story just to get into my message. Pretty much what happened, we had some lunch. You know Pastor Moses, he loves to eat. How many people know Pastor Moses loves to eat? Yeah, if you don't know, you don't know him well enough. And especially with his food, he makes sure that there is chili in the food. Okay? He will have chili, 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 chili. He will finish everyone's chili in the house. Come on, people. So if you, have ch- if you don't have chili when we come to your house, he's not coming back to your house. <laughs> I'm just joking. That's a joke. People laugh. <sighs> Dear people. 
Okay, he's going to come back to your house because he's your pastor. He loves you. But at the end of the day, he loves chili and he will sweat himself. That's that's him. That's his gym eating chili because he'll sweat. He will start to burn his calories just eating chili. That's that's anointing on his life. And to be honest, if you're not if you're Indian and you don't eat chili, you're not really Indian. Something's wrong with you. Am I right? Joy Michaels, you got to eat chili, my friend. And 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 so and so what happens? We go in this shop and he undermines the power of Mexican food. See, Indian people think they got the hottest food. No, they don't. You go to Mexican food and you go have some of their food and then you go have some of their sauce. You just watch what happens. Things begin to break in your life. The anointing comes down and your chains break, your body breaks and everything comes out. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Let me just be real in this place. Right, so he, he had a sauce in his meal and the sauce, unfortunately, he did not read the contents or the instructions of the sauce. Okay, he just said to the lady, I want the hottest sauce on the menu, give it to me. So the lady thought that he could handle it and gave it to him. And pretty much, he pretty squeezed the whole sauce in his meal. And then he took two bites. I'm going to tell you the glory of God fell in this place. The glory of God, the anointing of the Holy Spirit moved in that place so heavily. The sweat began to come tumbling down. We, I began, there was an anger in my spirit. I was like, why are you doing this, man? Why are you doing this to yourself? And pretty much I went and picked up the sauce that he put in his food. And it was called the ultimate insanity sauce. The ultimate insanity sauce. Now I read the uh, instructions of this bottle and it said, one drop only. Pastor Moses is squeezing the whole thing, my goodness. It was crazy. I'm telling you, people uh, in that shop, the, the attendants of the sh- attendees of the shop came running saying, are you okay, sir? We started getting tissues. He ran to the toilet. I ran to the toilet. I don't know what I was doing. Everyone was in a mess. Kind of a dilemma. And then we had a session in about 15 minutes. We had to go to the next Hillsong session. We're paying money for this. I said, Dad, I'm the, you, you stay here. I'm going to my session. And pretty much what had happened, we had walked into um, Hillsong with the stomach burning. The man of God's stomach is burning now. Even God is not healing him right now because, because he's, he's, he's yeah, chilly. And pretty much um, he goes to the first aid lady in the, in the Hillsong Stadium. And you know, you're a man of God. You can't really say too much, right? They don't deal with chilly cases. They just deal with broken legs and Panadol. You see what I'm saying? So he goes to this lady and says, um, excuse me, madam, I'm just having a burning stomach. I've had some chili. And, he, and the lady's like, excuse me, I don't think we can help you here. I'm looking for milk. I, she's looking for ice cream. We're looking for every dairy product, anything cold, anything freezing that can go be gulped through his, 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 his throat. It was crazy. I, I couldn't handle it. I was mad. Mom was frustrated. He was running around like fire in his pants. But let me tell you one thing. It was crazy. I'm talking, come on, do you understand what I'm saying? Pretty much what you don't know can hit you really hard. What you don't know can be your loss. Turn to your neighbor and say, you better know things about me. <laughs> turn to your neighbor and say, you better, turn to the other person. Just say, I hope, you, I hope, I hope you've got me. <laughs> 
Dear Jesus, remember I've got glasses, I can see your reaction so well. Some of you are just like, what is going on right now? Let me tell you people, there is a reason for your season and that story really was just to tell you that you got to know stuff in your life. You know, one of the biggest issues with church people is they are very ignorant of what God has said about them. Okay, we're going to read Joshua chapter 1, a couple of verses, and I want to turn your attention to three reminders that Joshua, the servant of God, who was proceeding, succeeding, sorry, Moses, and it says in Joshua chapter 1, verse 1, turn your Bible to that. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore, arise, go to this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I'm giving to them, the children of Israel. Verse 3. Every place, everyone say every place. Come on, say it with faith, people. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I have said to Moses. I don't know if, let me, I just want to stop there because I feel the presence of God in that. I don't know if you understand what you just read. Verse three, let's read it again. Every place, everyone say, every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you. Every place that you go into is place that God has ordained for you. Did you get that? I said every place, every single arena of life that you, as a child of God, if you take your, if you put your step just in that realm, in that area, it's yours. You didn't get that because you just, you just, you don't understand it. Do you understand what I'm saying, people? So you don't have any reason to be weak when God already says it in His Word that every place that you go, every place that you say, that the sole of your foot treads upon is your place. Joshua is here in, in a situation of his life where he's got millions of people, at least a million people to lead. Moses is dead. He, Moses goes to the temple. He doesn't come, uh, Moses goes to the mountain. He doesn't come back down. God buries him. Joshua is confused. We don't know really the situation, what is going on, the turmoil inside. But Joshua has to have three reminders and I'm going to share the first one with you. The first one is he has to remind himself that he's not alone. He has to remind himself he's not alone. So God says, listen, Joshua, every place that you go is a place that I'm going to give to you. So you must understand as a Christian that you have kingdom authority on your life. Do you understand what I'm saying? So when you go into your business, when you go into your workplace, you must understand that you are there to be a blessing and an influence. Come on, I said something. You were, every time you just step into that property, listen to me. When I was at uh, work in corporate life, I uh, had many days where I had to pick myself up and the angel of the Lord would uh, remind me and just, I felt like the Holy Spirit would remind me that say, hey, listen, Josh, you got angels walking in with you every day. Every day when I had that mentality that I was a son of God, I would do much better than other days because I would remind myself of my true identity. Come on, somebody, say amen. If you don't understand your identity, you will be always lost, roaming around here and there. Your identity is found in the Word. Come on, somebody. Some of us don't understand. And we've, we feel so alone. You know, I'll be, I, I'm telling you right now, I text some of these guys for a movie one day, right? 
five of the guys I texted, none of the guys replied to me. Some of them just said last minute, hey Josh, we can't make it. Do you know how that makes me feel, people? Have you ever been betrayed by your friends? My own church folk did that to me. Noel, don't laugh at me, man. That was sad. You see what I'm saying? And, and, and I wanted to go to the movies and, 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 and we're making a plan. Last minute, they all pulled out. You know what I ended up doing? I ended up sleeping that night early and I just fell alone. And I felt like I should have had a girlfriend by now in Jesus' name. It's coming. It's coming. Why are you laughing, Dad? Why are you laughing? It's going to come in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Thanks, Chachi. So, so I felt like I should have, I really felt like I should have gone with someone, but I didn't and I was, I was feeling alone. And it really, sense of loneliness is, is a reality in our world today. There are many of you right now that I can see into your eyes. You feel very lonely. I want to remind you that you are not alone. Every place you go to, God is with you. And God is saying, I'm going to give you that place. In other words, if God has put me in a place that I feel that I can't endure, it means that although I may not see it, He sees a strength in me. Come on. He sees strength in me. He sees anointing in me. And I don't need to rest on my own facts. I need to rest in His truth that He has given me what I'm walking into. I'm telling you right now, you guys have a lot of families that are not saved. I want you to go. Every time you go in their house, I want you to know that they are yours, that they are going to be saved. I don't want you to walk and think like a human being normal in the carnal mind. I just want you to know that when you walk in their house, they're going to get saved in Jesus' name. Come on. They are going to get saved. And so we have this. The second reminder, Joshua has... He's, 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 in, he's in frustration, he's in turmoil. He doesn't know what people are going to be thinking of him. He, he doesn't know what millions of people are going to look to him as. Moses was this pro- prolific leader. He was a man of God who encountered the glory of God. Joshua didn't have any of those things. He just was outside a tent waiting on Moses. He was Moses' assistant. And the second one, second reminder that he had to keep reminding himself was, I'm not weak. I'm not weak. Come on, touch it. Say with me loudly. I'm not weak. Touch your heart and say, I'm not weak. Come on, say it with some faith. I'm not weak. Come on, say it. I'm not weak. Let's read verse 5. Let's, verse 5 says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, I'm going to be with you. Weakness is a real thing. All of us have weakness. If we try to say in our life that we have it all together, you are a liar. You don't have your life all together and you're not meant to have your life all together. What's the point of having a savior if you had your life all together? The whole point of God being glorified and His grace being seen in your life is to realize that you're weak. God is only magnified in weakness. We come to church knowing we're all strong. We're not strong. None of us are strong. We need God. We need God every single moment of our life. And stand when you stand there worshiping God, saying, God, I'm weak and I need a Savior and I need strength, that's when grace is going to be deposited into your life. Come on, somebody. 
Grace doesn't dep- isn't deposited when you are strong before God. God doesn't want to see your strength. Your strength before God is nothing. God wants to put His grace in your life. And how does He do it? When you become weak and say, God, I'm empty. Come on, touch your neighbor and say, I'm going to be empty. I'd rather come empty. Come on now. And the devil, see, he realizes your weakness, right? He realizes your anger issues. He realizes how you overeat. Come on, some people overeating, you know what I'm saying? I have issues with overeating. Let me be honest with you. It doesn't look like it. Last three nights, I've been eating at 2 a.m. in the morning. See, he's laughing. Come on, people. It's not even a joke. It's serious. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is, this is a legit thing, man. Like, I have issues in that sense. But listen, I'm, I, I, I'm telling dad, yo, dad, please take me out of the kitchen at 2 a.m. You know me. And, and, and that's a weakness. But I'm saying, God, listen. Take me out of there. Give me strength. Give me grace. I don't know why I'm overeating people. Okay, how many people uh, have, have gone through that? Come on, have you, have, lift your hands. Okay, good, cool. Now, my mom's saying that I'm growing. Rosie, thanks for lifting your hands very, very humbly. Love you. See, that's beautiful. Come on, how many people? See, we're not weak. We're not, we're not, we're not strong enough to admit our weakness. That's, an, that's not even, that, you, you see the irony in that? You have to be strong to admit your weakness. That's a thought that just dropped. You have to be strong to admit your weakness. You See, this is the greatest part in church and in your relationship. If you just become weaker than the other person, the other person will relate to you. If you keep showing your strength to some other people, they don't want to know who you are. They just want to know, how, hey, is there anything that I can relate to from your life? Weakness allows me to relate to other people in my life. And weakness is not a negative thing. We always think of weakness as a negative thing. It's God who turns our weaknesses into strengths. When I'm weak, He's strong. Come on, somebody. When I'm poor, He's rich. You see what I'm saying? 2 Corinthians 12, verse 9. I like it in the TPT version. It says, But He he answered me. This is Paul writing. My grace is always more than enough for you. And my power finds its full expression through your weakness. So I will celebrate my weaknesses. For when I'm weak, I sense more deeply the mighty power of Christ living in me. So I'm not defeated by my weaknesses. Come on, everybody say, I'm not defeated by my weaknesses, but delighted. For when I feel my weakness and endure mistreatment, when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I am made yet stronger. Listen to this. I love this. For my weakness becomes a portal for God's power. For my weakness becomes a portal for God's power. One of the things as I get closer to God day by day, I say, God, show me. I want to become more weak before you so that I can have more of your grace. I don't want to fake it till I make it. I want to be real. And so therefore, grace is only going to be seen in my weakness. Grace is a strength, amen? Grace is Jesus, amen? One of the ways and one of the reasons I feel that we are so weak in our life, listen to me, is because we don't read the Bible. Okay, now you know that. But listen, I want to remind you. There are many dusty Christians today. I was in my room just cleaning the room and I realized how much dust there was under my chair, on my table, unattended. I don't live in my room most days. I just, I just sleep. 
I pretty much spend a lot of time in churches and, 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 and that's what I do. But at the end of the day, I realized because I wasn't giving attention to my room, dust began to gather and, 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 and boil up and it began to, to make my room an ugly place to stay. And, and this is what I've come to realize. There are a lot of Christians like that because they don't read the Word, they don't keep themselves refreshed and therefore they become dusty. You become a dusty Christian that is of no value to the kingdom of God if you don't understand your true identity through the Word. Do you understand what I'm saying? Now read the Bible. Everyone turn to your neighbor and say, read the Bible. Read the Bible, people. We can't waste time being dusty. We've got to get dusted, we've got to get cleaned up, and we've got to be refreshed and showered and, 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 and in His presence daily. That's what we need to experience. I'm feeling right now there's a lot of you that have not experienced the presence of God. You come to church, you try to get in, and you don't really tap into the presence of God because you're trying to worship God with the mind. Listen to this. God doesn't look at your mind, He's looking at your heart. I'm doing studies, I'm, I, I, I'm reading a lot of Bible, but God doesn't look at all that. He's looking how much of my heart is connected to His heart. Is my heart truly going to be leaning and gleaning from Him? And do I really want the nature of Christ? Because that's when worship becomes powerful. When I say, God, I want to become like you. Worship becomes powerful and there's an exchange in this intimate relationship when you say, God, here I am in your presence, empty. The third reminder is Joshua saying to himself, I'm not lost. Usually when you're alone, you're in the dark. Usually when you're weak, you feel lonely. And out of those two, you, you come to a place in your life and you just feel lost. Lost in your purpose, lost in your understanding, lost in whether you're reaching your dreams, lost in how to lead your family, lost in many realms of your life. And the truth of the matter is, God is saying, I'm with you but I want you to be strong and courageous. Everyone say, be strong and courageous. Verse nine, Joshua one, verse nine. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Joshua is reminded the third and final time. There are many times God has spoken to us three times. Whenever God speaks to you three times, I'm telling you people, that's something that you need to be opening your ears to. When God reminds you the third time, people, you need to understand that is, that's a confirming, confirming word. God, say, God is saying to Joshua, say, Josh, have I not commanded you? Have I not commanded you when you go in your work, when, you be, when you're dealing with your relationships, when you're eating food or when you're, when you're in public? Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Have I commanded you? Have I told you that you're not meant to be afraid and discouraged? You know why we feel lost? It's because we feel we're out of God. Acts 17 verse 28. I like it. I'm going to read 27 for you. If you can open your Bibles to that. It says, Acts 17, 27, 28. Listen to this. For His purpose was for the nations to seek after God and perhaps feel their way toward Him and find Him. Though He is not far from any one of us, Verse 28, for in Him we live and move and exist. If you are in God, you cannot be lost. 
If you are in God, you cannot be lost. I'll tell you why. Because in Him, you have your being. In Him, you move. In Him, you exist. In Him. And as long as you are surrendered and submitted to Christ, you may not need to see the final image. You may not need to see the final picture of what your vision may look like. As long as you can see the next step, you can see God is with you. See, most of our Christian folks, friends, we're trying to see the whole picture of what God has for us. Your destiny is not going to be revealed to you the whole lot, the whole way, the whole picture. It cannot be because if the truth of the matter is, if God was going to show you the whole picture, you'd run away. You, you would run away because you would not have the capacity to understand what God has for you. Therefore, God takes you in a journey and He takes you through a process and He gives you steps. And the, the number one thing to remember, God is giving you instructions and usually instructions are in the form of the next steps. So you've been waiting for God for your instruction. Hey God, what do you want me to do with my life? God's saying, listen, you just take the next step. This is what I want you to do. Then after that, God will give you the next step. After that, God will give you the next step. What happens? You develop trust in God. You cannot walk with God without trust. Can't. You can't walk with God trying to figure things out. It's not going to work. I'm telling you, I'm struggling in that aspect. I know what it means. You can't trust God trying to logically and analytically explain to God what you think and what He's trying to say to you. When God says move, you move. Even though you don't know what to do, you just do it. Are you seeing what I'm saying? When my parents came to this country, they came with one suitcase. I'm pretty sure they didn't know what they were doing. But look what God did. Through their seat, through their input, through their sacrifice, you and I get to have a seat at the table. You and I get to experience God through sacrifice of other people. Do you see what I'm saying? Sometimes God doesn't give you the full picture, but God gives you the next instruction. So the three reminders that Joshua has to continue to remind himself as he is installed as a leader of Israel, he's saying, listen, I'm not alone. I'm not weak and I'm not lost. Say it with me. I'm not alone, I'm not weak, and I'm not lost. Come on, say it with faith. Let's stand to our feet. 